Welcome to The Lorraine Murphy Show. If you're anything like me, you want a successful, abundant business, epic energy, a growth mindset, vibrant health, and beautiful relationships. And this podcast sets out to help us achieve all of that together. I've been in the entrepreneurship arena for almost a decade now and have mentored hundreds of other business owners. So I know what goes on behind the scenes and what it takes to succeed. This podcast shares the tips, tricks, learnings, and lessons I lean on in order to blend the different facets of my life as an entrepreneur, author, wife, and mama to two gorgeous little humans. Let's jump in to today's episode. Hello and welcome to this week's episode of the Lorraine Murphy Show. I'm really, really excited to be sharing this interview with you this week uh, because we're talking business finance and I don't tend to focus too many episodes on business finance because I know it could be seen as being quite a dry topic, but I promise you this week's episode is going to be very different and game-changing. And I, I know I'm I'm promising a lot, but I, I promise you that there will be some game-changing concepts in this conversation. And the reason I know that is last year, I read a book that I know is going to completely change the face of my business this year. The book is called Profit First, and it's written by a man called Mike Michalowicz. And in it, Mike steps through a super simple, super effective plan to ensure that readers actually realize profit from their businesses. And he does this by pretty much safeguarding themselves from their own worst habits. And yes, I know them all because I have done them myself. (laughs) I'm in the early days of implementing the structure in my own business, and I just couldn't wait to share the ideas with you, hence getting this episode out earlier in the year. After the success of the book, Mike created something called Profit First Professionals, which is a certification program for finance professionals and also business advisors who are just as excited about Profit First as Mike and his team are. And this week, I am getting to talk to Laura Elkalassi, who is the CEO of Profit First Professionals Australia and New Zealand. Laura is a bona fide finance guru who leads multiple businesses, and she has also experienced the magic of Profit First for years in her own businesses. She's also got brilliant energy and doesn't come across as being your kind of your standard finance professional. I think you'll love her. In myself and Laura's conversation, we we cover an overview of what Profit First is and why it can be so impactful. A seriously inspiring case study of someone she's seen implemented. This actually brought tears to my eyes, the story that Laura shares. How Profit First has helped her in her own business. The very first step business owners can take towards introducing Profit First into their own businesses. Whether or not there's a good time to implement the methodology, whether or not startups should think about doing it from day one, and this is really, really important, how to shift out of the paralysis that often comes from financial overwhelm. And I know because I've been there myself on multiple occasions, and I think what, what we talk about here is really, really powerful. And also how the principles are just as powerful for personal finances as they are for business. So as I said, you're in for a lot of nuggets and a lot of nuggets you're coming away um, from myself and Laura's chat. So let's bring it on. Welcome to the show, Laura. I'm so excited to be here. Thank you for having me. Thank you. Well, I was just saying I did a walk and talk with you one day because I had a phone call with you because I was keen to implement Profit First in my business. Yes. And I like to do walk and talks on Thursday afternoon where I just book all my calls and just walk and chat to people. And I just said, 
I hung up the phone from you and I just had like almost like full body goosebumps. You know that, that when you just meet someone in business that you're like, oh, I just connect with that person. It felt really good. So thank you. I could have spoken to you for hours. It was no, so much fun. It was great. <laughs> and, and you've got, I mean, I think even our work days align, don't they? You've got they small do. kids too. So we work Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursdays. What yes. age are your little ones? I've got an 18 month old and a seven year old. So oh, big gap. <laughs> okay. So I've got a four and a half year old and a seven and a half month old. So there you go. Yeah. Oh, th- thank you for joining today. So I'm really keen to dive into Profit First with you because, of course, you are like the guru of all things Profit First. And I'm relatively early in my Profit First journey. And I'm sure we'll kind of talk about that in our chat as well. But I feel like for me this year in my business, I'm talking about almost like laying in place the foundations for a massive growth infrastructure this year and one of my core pillars is having profit first implemented within my business so I'm really really excited that to, to hear what you're going to share with everyone today so thank you so, so happy can you give us a background to your career and how you came across profit first absolutely so um, I've been in the finance business consulting coaching now for more than 10 years let's just keep it at the 10-year mark yeah <laughs> And um, I actually run four different businesses. Um, Mm. So I keep nice and busy and they're, you know, range from holistic businesses around bookkeeping, accounting, consulting, coaching. And I always found that I wanted something that was accessible Mm. because my mission is to absolutely make small business, even big business, any business profitable, because so many don't last past the the year. And then it gets to the three year mark and people are burnt out and not making money. And I wanted that to change. Um, And I came across Profit First through another group that I was in um, and was introduced to Mike. So I got to meet Mike and I read his book. And Is I'm he like, a total legend in person? I'd say he would be. He's amazing. He's, yeah. he's so down to earth and really easy to talk to. And yeah, just a really humble guy that that has set up Love. profit first and making a huge difference. So mm. I was a little bit of a fan when girl. he talks about the, um, you know, the, I won't I won't ruin it because I know quite a few people probably go read the book after this episode. But he talked about the the piggy bank story, his daughter's yes. piggy bank story, and. Like, oh, the heartstrings. And I just, you know what I love about his book? I've only read that book, but another one of my mentees and friends, Christy Goodwin, said I have to read Clockwork. She said that's amazing. Yes, it is amazing. I've got that on my list for this year as well um, to read. But um, I just love how much of, how how vulnerable he is in the book. I think that's quite unusual, particularly in business books written by men. So I, yeah, he sounds awesome. Yeah, he is. And so then I decided, hey, um, I realized that in the US they'd set up this certification and membership and I'm like, well, let's give it a go. And part of it is implementing it in your own business. And if I'm going to be completely honest, the reason I decided to do it was because I thought I could break the system. Ah, okay. <laughs> so you're going to hack it. Yeah. Like in terms of, it sounded too good to be true, too easy, it does, too doesn't simple. It? Yeah. it does. You're right. And so I'm like, well, the only way that I can really know if this works is to dive in and I'm an all or nothing kind of girl. Mm. <laughs> and I went all in and I did it thinking that, you know, I wouldn't transform my business. And now I run Profit First Australia and New Zealand. So I think that says everything. Oh, so good. <laughs> so when did you first implement, like how many years ago did you actually implement Profit First in your businesses? I implemented Profit First more than six years ago. And you've been running Profit First Professionals for? Four, four years this year. Four years. Oh, wow. So two years later, you were running it yeah. in Australia, New Zealand. Yeah. That's so cool. Yeah. So, so I never would have expected like to be in this position from when I first 
came across profit first, but really I am a complete advocate and it's a game changer for business. Oh, I'm so excited to see it in my business too. I'm so excited. So would you give me an, give me, not me, everyone <laughs> listening, an overview of what profit first is? Because I'm Absolutely. sure everyone's like, can you just tell us what it is now, please? Yes, sure. So Profit First um, is basically a, a system based on human behavior. And you're probably thinking, okay, what does that mean? Mm-hmm. I'm not going to say cash flow because then you think softwares and boring and don't understand. Whereas in fact, Profit First is a methodology that doesn't require software. It requires bank accounts and it's based on the envelope system. Um, and I guess the best example is if we relate it to food, if you go to a buffet, you overeat. And the same with our money. If we have one bank account, we spend all of our money and we're like, oh, where it goes? And it's feast yeah. or famine. And Profit First really um, has separate bank accounts for different purposes so that you can be paying yourself what you need to be paid and ensuring that you're paying your tax and GST and, um, you know, your expenses are under control. Because as we know, especially as we're growing in our business, it's really easy to go, oh, I'll just reinvest and you end up spending so much money and not reaping the rewards. And so this actually helps you grow sustainably and profitably. Yeah. You know what? I so wish I knew about this when I ran my first business. So I ran that for two, five and a half years. Mm. And as I exited like the last kind of full financial year, we did 2.65 million that year. Nice. I could have killed it with profit first <laughs> yeah but i did that thing that entrepreneurs do i'm just going to invest back into the business you know mm-hmm. i cash out in the future 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 yeah and when i think back of the things i spent money on just because there was 100 grand sitting in the bank account like i can't even like i can't <laughs> yeah and it's and, so common and mm. you know to be able to the other thing that i love so much about profit first is that it looks after you as the business owner because yes. how many times do we go into business and it ends up being our job yeah, and we still 100%. don't reap the rewards, whereas this, you know, pays you. Plus you can get profit distributions and there's cash in the bank and yeah. you know what's yours. It's, yeah, it's, just do it, everyone. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and you know what I loved about um, how Mike describes it as well is that like when we, and you know, you are one, but like an accountant or, you know, a finance or bookkeeping professional, that everything's like retrospective. It's almost like, yes. you know, when they say, oh, you've made 200K profit this year. You're like, yay, where's the money? And it's mm-hmm. not there. Like, I don't actually think the bookkeeping system makes sense for our human brains. No. Whereas what Mike talks about in the book is that every fortnight you do your allocation. So I've, I've diarized all mine now from nice. this week. So I'm starting tomorrow, Thursday, tomorrow. And like, I check my business bank account pretty much every day. And and like that's what you're talking about, the human behavior. It's like, well, if you're mm-hmm. checking your bank account every day, leverage that that you're already doing rather than, I mean, I had a, a mentoring session with someone who's been in business 12 years the other day. And she's like, oh, you know what? I'm going to get good with my, my visibility. I'm going to start checking my numbers every month. You said this is going to, going to, going to, I will. Mm-hmm. But the fact is, if you're not doing it 12 years in, if you're not doing it two years in, well, chances are you're never going to do it. So we need a better system Absolutely. that hacks what we already do, which is obsessing about our bank balances mm-hmm. <laughs> in our businesses. Exactly. And instead of it being stressful, it's proactive and you can make really great decisions and not have to worry about, does the profit and loss make sense? Is mm. it up to date? Don't get me wrong. I think that's as there's a, place in, for it. there's a place for it. Yeah. But day to day, we're making decisions and generally entrepreneurs as well. And depending on industry and, and that sort of thing, you go by your gut a lot of the time. So at least you can look at your bank account and go, yeah, so my gut's saying this and my bank account's saying that and it's aligned. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Mm. So can you just step through um, 
like if someone implements profit first, what, what do they, uh, and I'm not saying like how to in detail, but just the overall in terms of the allocations, sure. how it all works. Could you just step us through? Yeah, absolutely. So basically the this, the generalized um, version of profit first is five bank accounts. You have your yeah. income account. So all of your revenue, no matter where it comes from, goes into this one bank account. And that's all it does. It just holds money. And then from there, you have a tax or GS, tax GST, or you can have a separate GST Which I've account. historically called my offset account. So I just Beautiful. renamed it yesterday to tax. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So you've got a, a tax GST account so that a percentage of that revenue that you have goes into that account. You have an owner's pay account. So that is um, the gross amount, including super, all of that mm. sits in that account. And then you take your wage from there. That oh. is the only function of that account. Yeah. And you that's have, been a big yeah. shift for me because I used to pay myself out of my transaction account, like mm-hmm. my income account. And then I would put my super and PAYG into my offset account. So that's actually, that's been a bit of a shift for me to, mm-hmm. to do that. Yeah, continue. Yeah, and that's the thing is um, when you do implement Profit First, there, there's general guidelines, but you can modify it to what makes sense to you. It has to make sense when you look at your accounts. Yeah, yeah. You need to be able to go, well, in that account, I know what's in there, not mm. where did I put that? <laughs> do you yeah. know what I mean? I and forgot so, where I put that two grand. <laughs> that's yeah. it. Uh, and then you've got your... Um, Profit account, which is yeah. really important because how often do we actually have a profit account where we put cash aside? Never. 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 Yeah. And so we we do that. And and that's why it is, you know, income minus profit because we're taking our profit first and it's yes. leaving the expenses, which then, you know, you have your operating expenses, um, which only is the spending account. So you don't spend from any other account for your operating expenses. And that's the thing, it's allocated to that one account. So you end up with four or five different accounts mm-hmm. um, that have specific purpose. You name them as such. Yeah. And as the revenue comes in, you determine uh, distribution rhythm. And what that is, is fortnightly um, is the recommendation, but it can be weekly for, for certain businesses or monthly, depending on how things run. Mm-hmm. Uh, and as you you schedule them in as long as it's a rhythm because when yeah. you do things ad hoc it's really hard to see 100% do you need to earn more money do you need to spend less and that sort of stuff and so personally yeah. i do it every fortnight on a monday it's my you know money monday you money know monday. date <laughs> <laughs> love it <laughs> and um percentages are established so rather than going well two thousand dollars is going here and a a hundred's there or I don't have money today doesn't matter if you have a hundred thousand or you have a hundred dollars in the bank account you have the same percentage so you know for owners pay 50 percent for expenses 30 percent etc etc and in the book it does have a guideline for Mm. the, the the percentages that you can start to implement but what I will say is it's really important to make it suit your business Mm, like almost but, to tailor the percentages. Yes. Yeah. So then the whole idea then is you get paid into your income account and then every fortnight, so mine's going to be every second Thursday because I pay myself fortnightly on the Thursday. Mm-hmm. And so then every Thursday, then every second Thursday, I sit down and I know my percentages, which my Nadia, my profit first professionals worked out. So I know, okay, well, 5% needs to go into profit. And I feel like I'm paying myself way too much. She was <laughs> like, you're a little bit above. <laughs> I think it's like 45% goes into mm-hmm. owner's compensation and so on. And then, and then they're the allocations. And then mm-hmm. what I, I mean, the scary bit for me of the book is when he says, if in your, your OPEX, so your operating expenses account, 
if there isn't enough money in there, that's your signal. It's almost like you start to self-regulate. That's your mm-hmm. signal that you're not you're not earning enough and your expenses are too high. Correct. So that for me is like, okay, that, that's <laughs> going to be the test, I think, to go, okay, no, Lorraine, you can't buy $1,000 worth of clothes for your photo shoot because there actually isn't enough money in your OPEX account. So that's... We get creative though. So it's kind of scary on one hand, but then we kind of go, oh, so what do I need to do to make this possible? Yeah, 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 yeah. You get strategic. I love that. And then can you just add the layer of having the two bank accounts that you can't touch as well? Sure. So um, that, that, that initial five accounts is the day-to-day that you access. We also recommend having two other bank accounts, which are held at another bank. And that is the profit hold account and the profit and the tax hold account. Yeah. The idea is, is that as you know, money builds, we don't want it sitting in front of us because it's so easy to go, Spend oh, I'm going to borrow from there and I'll pay it back and it never really happens. I've done that so many times. Yes. I'll just borrow a thousand dollars from my all set account and go, I'll put it back tomorrow. Yeah. And it never happens. Never, ever. Yeah. And it's human nature. So don't feel bad about it, but let's put something in place to stop that. And that is you would transfer that money. And we all have a ceiling and it comes back to our comfort with money and and what figure in our bank account motivates us or keeps us, you know, in in control of our decisions. Mm -hmm. And so like um, for one of my clients, they can only keep a really small amount in their profit account and they have to move the, the rest of it to the profit hold to another bank. The idea being that it's harder to access. Yeah. So it's not in your face every day, you know, screaming, spend me, spend me. Spend me. Yeah. <laughs> That's literally what it feels like to me when I'm like good. Yeah. And then what we do then is so that money gets transferred every quarter then. You pretty much Correct. say whatever's built up in your profit account, in your normal bank accounts, you transfer that over to your can't touch bank accounts. That's right. And can I just ask you, this is quite a, a tactical question, but Bank West seemed to be my best bet for low fees to have those second accounts for Australian listeners. Do you, do you reckon, is that the one you, you advise for those two low fees can't touch accounts? I would look at what you're looking for. So, right. uh, and what I mean by that is some people need to make it as difficult as possible. And so, you know, like ANZ allow for you to only be able to deposit. And if you want to take money out, you have to go into a branch. Mm, that That's the level of difficulty I would need. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> and then there's other people that are like, no, I can just have a separate online thing. And so um, I personally use Bankwest as well. Okay, but, cool. That's good to know. Um, there are a number of other banks like CBA now do zero fee um, bank accounts as well mm. and um, Bank of Australia and, and that sort of thing okay. and the smaller um, community banks and that sort of thing also have these options available. So I think it depends what are you, what values do they need to uphold, yeah. how easy or difficult does it need to be and obviously we want no additional fees because why pay the banks more? Exactly, exactly. And <laughs> um, yeah, because my, my day-to-day accounts are with CBA, so that's the thing. Yeah. It's too too accessible. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah, it's too easy to, to borrow. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Borrow, take. <laughs> so thank you so much for stepping through it. Would you, um, can you just step us through like a success story? Because I think you've probably worked with lots of businesses in a very hands-on capacity and you kind of see under the bonnet of what's actually going on. Yeah. Is there like a, a success story that you could share with us just in terms of how it's impacted someone's business and lives? Yeah, sure. So I'm actually going to give two and I'll make it as short as possible. One, because one's a startup. One of the questions that I get a lot of the time is how does this work for a startup and how can I And I wanted to ask you that question. Can we just tackle (laughs) that now quickly? So not quickly, but as much time as you need. Do you feel like someone should, because I'm setting this up. I mean, really, I'm I'm 10 years self-employed in May. Mm -hmm. 
and I'm setting it up now. Like, do you think this is something that people should do from day one if they are just like maybe they've got a small side hustle and they're looking to transition out of their corporate role into side hustle land at some point and make it a full time hustle? Definitely. Yeah, day one. And if anything, yeah, day one. If you can do I it from day one, then do it from day one. Yeah. Um, and you're probably ahead of the game if you do that oh, because I wish I had my god yeah. you haven't built up the bad habits yet. yes <laughs> that's it that's yeah. exactly it started you mean to go on I'm so sorry yes share your success stories I'd love to hear them so um I work with a number of different businesses from startup to multi-million dollar businesses and so this example is with a startup and it was a side hustle and the idea was that the person needed to move out of their employment because it was toxic for them uh, but they'd had some personal issues and had divorced and that sort of thing and ended up with no money mm. um which is really terrible but it happens so often to women but that's another discussion. Um, And so they came to me and had this side hustle, which was making some money, but not enough for them to be able to, you know, provide for their kids to, you know, step away from the employment that they didn't enjoy and set themselves up. And so a real sense of them feeling trapped with that story, like hemmed in. It's frightening. Yeah, it is. And what do you do? It's like, where do you go when you're feeling that way? And Mm. who's around to help with this? And I honestly think that Profit First is such a great answer to that Mm. because even though it's not going to change, like you're not immediately going to make heaps of money because that's up to you as a business owner and that sort of thing, but it gives you the framework to know what you need, Mm. which is often the problem. People don't know how much their business needs to provide them personally or what expenses are reasonable for a startup and and that mm. sort of thing. And so this woman, we work together and we're still working together, but it, you know, obviously changes over time. Within 12 months, she had left her employment, had like tripled her um, turnover from in the startup, side hustle. Yeah. In the side hustle to the point where she was paying herself $100,000 plus super in the year. So, which was like a goal that she thought she'd never reach, had a business that the expenses were in control and she could still do things. And with her profit account, she was able to put her kids, you know, into experiences that she never thought she'd be able to do as well. So, and since then, she's gone on to, you know, now be a million dollar plus business with- Go her! Exactly. With, you know, really profitable, has the cash in the bank, has the tax set aside to be able to pay the ATO. What a rock star. That is life-changing. Life-changing. And it, what I will say is it takes commitment. So yeah. it's very easy. Yeah. yeah. It's so easy to say to, you know, oh, I'll make an exception this time or mm, I don't know if this is going to work. I'll do something else for a bit. And, and everyone at some stage does that. Yeah. <laughs> or my, my, my one is like, I was really good for three months. I can just do this. And yeah. then all of a sudden you're off the wagon. Yeah. That's it. <laughs> really stick to it. And that, I think that's mm. where have, working with a profit first professional helps. Because you have that accountability, you have yeah. someone going, what are you doing? Do you know yeah. what I mean? <laughs> yeah. Um, so you have to stick to it. And there are times when you feel like, oh, like, do I have to go without? Mm-hmm. Uh, especially at startup, because we kind of want the end goal before we're even close to being there. But yeah. that said, it gives you the motivation because you know what revenue you need to bring in because you know what percentages are for each of these areas. So if you need $100,000 to pay yourself and that's 50% of what you earn, well, then you know that you need to have double that. Mm. 
Yeah, that's exactly And that gives it. clarity. Yeah, and the, vis- the visibility, mm-hmm. the clarity, and also the empowerment. Like for your client that you just shared that story, thank you for sharing it, that I can imagine the level of disempowerment she mm-hmm. would have been feeling versus the level of empowerment and almost like unstoppability that, yes. that she feels now. Like, oh, best She's story. She's a force to be reckoned with. <laughs> yeah, well, and you know her kids. Like imagine mm. what her kids, how they must see her. Like, that's, yeah. yeah, it's pretty amazing. Wow, Because wow. that's the thing I think we think about the work you know that I do in terms of mentoring entrepreneurs and the work that you do in terms of the, the mentoring and the, the, the finance support that you you do within your businesses and you kind of think of it as just the impact is just on that one person that you're working mm-hmm. with but I know if I do a three-hour mentoring session with one of my mentees and they go home lit up and excited and energized that changes I know myself when my energy is good the whole family mm-hmm. is good when mine's Absolutely. bad oh. <laughs> so <laughs> That's it. You know, that's, that's so, so empowering. So what's the other success story? Is it a more established business? Yes. So this is um, a digital marketing agency who um, had, you know, been in business for three years when they came across Profit First and then started to work with me in, with implementing it. And they had these really grand plans to hire all of these people and contractors to be able to bring in all this revenue mm-hmm. that was going to make their world change. Um, and just by overlaying the profit first framework and going, okay, so that's the goal. Let's put this over the top. Mm-hmm. Is it feasible? They didn't make that mistake. They mm-hmm. hired because they needed to, but in a sustainable way. Yes. And they knew which income levels they needed to reach to then bring someone else in. Yeah. Because how right. often do we go, do I have the money to pay for someone? Yeah. You know, and you know that they need to be bringing in income as well, but there's a lag period and all yeah. sorts. Um, and it, what they ended up doing was having a, another bank account. So it was a, a wages or a hiring bank account. Ah, great idea. And a percentage of all of their revenue uh, went to that. So that once they had three to six months in there, because that was a decision that they made, that they would feel comfortable hiring someone if they had that buffer. Yeah, yeah. Then they could hire and they could, you know, look for the right person offer the the right amount. It yeah. wasn't like, I really want you, but I can't pay you. Yeah. Um, and so since then, they're now um, probably seven years in now because we've been working together for a while. Mm. They, they have businesses around the world um, and have kept to their profit first percentages and still scaled. And this is the biggest challenge that I hear from people going, yeah, but if you are, you know, keeping your expenses low, how can you build? How can you yes, have that yes. growth? Because you need lots of money for growth. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And it's it is a real myth, isn't it? Yeah, totally. So true. Totally. I love that. Mm. Um, I was going to say something else to you in that. No, that's gold. So good. So in, in the book, Mike really steps through the process. So I have to say I did tune out because I'm a big believer and just do it for me. Yep. I'm, I'm, I know what I'm good at. I don't know what I'm very not good at. So for me, and I also don't trust myself. So I think, I think the process is really great. Um, because you're right. Like it creates, it's like you need to commit, Mm -hmm. but I think for me, particularly given the other areas that I want to grow in my business this year, I knew that I wanted someone in my corner just to figure it out for me and, and keep me accountable, which is why I'm, I'm working with Nadia. Do you, do you think someone should, if at all possible, find a profit first professional? Like, how do you know when you can kind of implement it yourself versus getting someone in to help you do it? It's a great question. If you can, 
I, I, just like my the answer to my other question of when should you implement Profit First, it would be work with a Profit First professional because the time in which it takes for you to see the changes is a lot faster because they can tweak things for you that you can't get from a book. Do you know mm-hmm. what I mean? You can get a really great framework to start with. But it's not always feasible to work with a first professional because there is an investment. Yeah. So what I would say is if you're at startup and you don't have the funds because our mission is to not put people into financial hardship, so mm-hmm. you need to be able to afford the things that you can, Yeah. Um, then follow the book, implement it, but you will get to a certain point where things aren't working or you don't know exactly whether the percentage that you've got for tax or um, whether you're paying yourself is enough or something's changed in your own business, like you've pivoted and the percentages were working and now it feels tight. And you can't quite tell what's happened. Yeah, Yeah. you're not quite sure what's happened. Well, then definitely speak to a profit first professional. Mm. And the one thing that I will say is there's lots of people out there saying that they can help you implement profit first and they're not certified, please don't work with them because you will end up in a bigger hole. Mm. Um, It's really important that you work with Profit First professionals and, you know, we've got Profit First professionals worldwide, not just in Australia and New Zealand because they work with, you know, me and Mike and Ron who are the, you know, founders of Profit First in the US. And it's not just Profit First that they work on. It's looking at, well, does do you need help with pricing? Do you need help with the strategy around bringing that money in to make profit first work? Or Mm. do you need help with understanding how much it costs you to hire someone and that sort of thing? So it's a really holistic way. And the great thing as well is there are bookkeepers, accountants, and business coaches. Yeah. I have to say, I saw it and I'm like, oh, could I do it? But I, yeah, don't think that's not my forte. I would say you probably could. I sent people to you instead. (laughs) I love it. So really what we're saying is if you're a startup or you've got a side hustle, like do it from day one, like Mm -hmm. get it implemented, but do it to a point that it's not going to put you in, like if possible, seek out a professional Mm -hmm. to help you do it, but don't put yourself in financial hardship in order to do that. I really love that you said that, you know, because I um, I remember working with a coach at a time that I was really struggling both like personally and, and in business and I was putting the coach on my credit card. And one of my biggest sources of stress was the fact that the credit card Absolutely. was not being paid down. And I'm historically, I had a credit card in my previous business for five and a half years. And I never once paid interest on it in five and a half years. It was always put, paid off every single month. And I just got myself into a kind of a, a mindset, money mindset funk. Mm-hmm. And looking back now, I'm like, Lorraine, that was so counterproductive. Like you're paying a business coach a lot of money on your credit card in order to help yourself feel better about the business, but actually what's really draining your energy is, is the credit card. So I think you've hit on something really, really powerful there. It's about almost like maxing out the level of support and guidance you can get, max it out for what what you you can personally afford right Absolutely. now. Absolutely. And there's lots of free resources and mm. Profit First Professionals as well are happy to have a conversation with you and, you know, point you in the direction of a resource that's, you know, readily available or they have for free and that sort of thing. And then when you're ready, you can come back and work with them. So it, it is a community where it's, they they truly are committed to the mission. Yeah, that's beautiful. And um, I've got two two questions I want to ask you. So do you think there's someone who Profit First just doesn't work for? Like you've seen them come through your business or one of your colleagues' businesses and there's just something, it just doesn't work. 
if they're not an action taker and if they're not committed to the long run and they are someone that seeks the shiny object or the get rich quick quick scheme. Yeah. 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 I don't think profit (laughs) first is a quick fix. Yeah, you're right. Because it does require quite an element of structure and Mm -hmm. getting yourself set up properly and so on. So you're only actually going to reap the rewards of that if you if you stick with it, aren't you? Yeah. That said, though, you can see big changes within a month or two mm. as well. So a lot of people think, oh, well, I'm going to have to do this thing that feels hard and is structured and I'm not a structured person for 12 months before I see um, a change. Whereas there are those quick wins that you get from implementing it because you realize that something that's been happening this whole time is detrimental and you can fix it yeah, um, but yeah you are right you do have to be committed it is something that you have to want it's just like you have to want to be in business mm, yeah, yeah 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 that's true yeah yeah it's not like you're oh I'll just implement profit first and because Lorraine said it or someone else said it mm-hmm. and then I'm going to tick the box like there's yeah there's a lot of upfront work required to it and in the book, now I was kind of already like, I'm just going to get started when, by the time I got to this point in the book, in the chapter. But do you believe you can implement, because a lot of my listeners are business owners or side hustler or want to have their own business at some point, which is why I do so much content like this. However, for those who aren't, do you think you can implement profit first personally, like in your personal finances, whether in your, your relationship or not? Absolutely. And in fact, I recommend it. And personally, um, I do business first, not personal. I'll tell you why. Um, because generally speaking, the problems that we see is that people are taking too much money from their business for personal reasons. Yeah. And so if you can understand how much you actually have available in your business, it can then highlight whether or not your personal life is sustainable. Mm. And then you can implement profit first personally as well. And I do it in my business. I know a number of, um, you know, our community members and that sort of thing do it too. And uh, yeah, it's about setting it up with the purpose of the account that makes sense or where you have a challenge. So like, for example, if it is, you, there's always a, a bill that you forget about. Then oh, yeah. Up a, yeah. <laughs> a yeah. We used to have that, that. The, the council rates for our yes. um, investment property in Queensland. We're like, mm-hmm. oh, here it comes again. You're like, mm. yep. Every yeah. six months, Lorraine Wade. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah. Exactly. So, in that instance, that's a great example. And yeah. So how does how would profit first help there if you were to implement it personally? So what would happen is um, you'd need to look at uh, having bank accounts that make sense for you personally. So I'll use my example. Yeah. I have an income account in my in my personal finances, and yeah. it's a joint income account. So my um, partner his income goes in there as well. And then Mm -hmm. from there, we have a kid's account. We have a bills account. We have a fun account. We have uh, a a motor vehicle account, whatever it is that that you don't need to break it down so that you've got 30 accounts because then that's counterintuitive. Like the toilet paper account. (laughs) (laughs) Maybe not. (laughs) I don't know. Well, it is COVID time. (laughs) That is true. Maybe we should have had one over the last two years. So like that would go into like, we've got like groceries and miscellaneous account, for example. Yeah. Yeah. I would recommend not using a miscellaneous account because it gets too easy to go, it fits in there. (laughs) Yeah. We've got groceries. We've got... um, like holiday, like we label the account with the mm-hmm. holiday that we're saving for at the time. Yep. And we've got babysitters. That's yes. like the fun account. And babysitters, and we've got the shopping account, mm-hmm. which is like supplements and clothes for kids mm-hmm. and us comes out of there. And feck, am I missing one? And like long-term savings, which goes, actually, we kind of are doing it. Yeah, then that separate. goes to a different bank account <laughs> that we can't see. 
Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So it's the same kind of concept, but the difference being you would have percentages for each of those accounts yeah. like you do for your That's business. That's the next level, I think, for us. Versus yeah. um, dollars because, again, being our human nature is, oh, well, this month it seems less, so I'll put less in that account versus the percent, which is, well, it doesn't matter what's in that account the dollar figure will be worked out based mm. on on what you have there. And you'll be able to see straight away, like if you're like, well, I think it's about 20% that I'm spending on fun and then it's there's never enough money, you know, you're spending way more than that. Yeah. You're like, oh, I need to, you know, kind of look at what's happening. Yeah, that's true actually because we kept running out of cash in our groceries account last year and we redid <laughs> all of the the, the the where the money was being dumped. And it's like, okay, we've got money in the account now. It feels, yes. feels good. And it's a real low vibe thing, I think, as well, like running out of cash in an account. Like it's, it's awful. Like it's a bad for your money mindset, even mm-hmm. if there's lots of money sitting elsewhere. So I think you want to get it right and pay reasonably generously into whether it's business or personally, because I think that's that's good for your money mindset to see money there Definitely. as well. It's a yeah. balance, isn't it? It's not about skimping either. It's mm. about being realistic, giving yourself a bit of a buffer. You do want to see these accounts have more the, rather yeah. than less because we know what happens with our money mindset when – you feel like you're in the scarcity of it all. Oh, that's um, horrible. Yeah. The creative energy goes and yes. the opportunity um, mindset definitely isn't there. So yeah, it's more about being realistic as to where you are mm-hmm. and then what you what you can actually implement. And the idea is it's not a set of forget. Look at it on a monthly basis. Look at it on a quarterly basis. Make changes as your life changes, as priority change, mm-hmm. then percentages change. Yeah. Priorities change, percentages change. I love that. <laughs> little tweetable love that and so if someone's listening to this going oh my god this sounds awesome because you know all the challenges that Lorraine has mentioned and that Laura has mentioned I'm I'm feeling these in my business right now what do you reckon is the first step should they read the book step one I think it depends on whether or not a book is going to motivate you to take action Mm. so there's a number of ways you can consume profit first that is the actual book there he also has it on audible but now there's a video opportunity where Mike himself has done a video about Profit First and how to implement it. Oh, and awesome. Can I something. link that to the show notes? Can Absolutely. I can get that? I'll pop that in. Yep. Yeah. Uh, but if you are like, I really don't have the time to, or inclination to read or, or consume it, then there are free resources. There are Profit First groups. Um, Profit First uh, professionals, Australia and New Zealand have free resources and other Profit First professionals have, you know, overview um, documents and that sort of thing. Mm. So they're like one, two pages to give nice. you a good idea like a cheat what, sheet yeah, yeah. what you need to do. So look for that and I, I'll, I'll give you the, the links, Lorraine. That would be amazing. Direct. I'll pop them onto the show notes. Thank you. Yeah. But get started. Good. Ask the questions. Started, Seek yeah. the help. Yeah. And you know, for me reading the book, I was like, oh, this is going to be new next because I read it last year. And um, it was actually one of the books I read on the 75 Hard Challenge. It was the first book that oh, I yeah. read. <laughs> I was doing that. <laughs> And I said, oh, I should do this next year. And then my kind of, uh, my friend, Savory Subi, who's a, an amazing entrepreneur, he calls it like the little bitch voice kicked in of like, oh, Lorraine, yes. you've already got a lot on next year, you know, <laughs> you're doing this big launch. And mm-hmm. and I was like, you know what? I will be so happy that I launched, I did, I started this, this time next year. Like if I, when I get this going at the start of January, 2022, I, every year I do these, um, I do a podcast at the end of the year on my business highs and lows. And I do one of my personal highs and lows. But I've almost got this mindset of, I've got this vision of sitting down to record that Business Highs and Lows podcast this December, 2022, with a full year, almost a full year of implementing Profit First and to be able to report back. So I think that's the message as well, I think, to people is that like in a year's time, you'll be glad you started now. And I think- absolutely. 
I think we also just need to acknowledge, I feel like we've touched on it a bit, but finance in business can be fucking overwhelming. Like it's probably the most stressful part of running a business. It is. It is. And, you know, no matter if you've got a small business that's bringing in 20 grand a year in markets or you're bringing in $10 million a year with a multinational business, it's stressful. So I think that's the thing. It's just once you kick into proactive mode, like I feel so good about my business finances knowing that I've got this plan now. So it's just about whatever you need to do to like kick yourself out of that stuck in a rut mode. If it's reading the book or watching a video or listening to this podcast episode, like if you're listening still at this point in our conversation, (laughs) you're already experiencing a shift, but it's just not to let that overwhelm beat you. Like just do one thing that's going to get you out of that because I mean, your story, it's I just want to meet that woman and interview her for the podcast. I mean, what a story. Like, it's possible, you know, and there's this it is. huge op- this huge potential there. We just need to take some small steps towards it. And, and that's perfect that you've said that because profit first can be implemented in stages. Mm. So if it is completely overwhelming, you're like, oh, there's no way I can have all of these things set up all at once and it's going to stop you. Well, yeah. then, you know, do one thing and that is open a profit account right now and put 1% of your income to that. And that's it. Because do it nothing else. You. Yeah, do nothing else. Yeah. It will show Love. you that you won't miss that 1% and you have that habit starting to be created. Yeah, that's exactly it. And that's the thing. You know, you get paid $200 for a product or service and that's $2 that goes into an account. Right. And it's only $2, but builds up pretty week, quickly. The week after, it, it does. Yeah, it really does. Thank you so much for this. I feel like we just powered through Profit First. <laughs> I'm also fueled by green tea. So probably uh, the, the pace was even higher. Is there anything you feel like we've missed, Laura? I feel like we've covered quite a bit. No, I think we've covered a lot. But that said, please do reach out to um, Profit First Professionals Australia and New Zealand. We can put you in contact with other Profit First professionals or groups and resources. Perfect. Get started. Ask the questions and don't be afraid is yeah. what I would say. Yeah, love that. Love that. And to to, to believe in yourself, you know, and I think that's yes. the thing about Profit First is, it's almost like an insurance policy against our our less our less positive habits. Absolutely. <laughs> With finance. <laughs> like the, the borrowing from the bank accounts. Thank you so much, Laura. This has been amazing. I'm going to pop everything we've talked about into the show notes as well, all the links. So there'll be a, a, an arsenal of, of resources there for people to tap into. Amazing. Thank you so much for having me. Thank it's you. Love your work. You. Thank you. <laughs> So there you have her, the amazing finance guru, Laura Elkaslasi. Thank you so much for joining me as uh, for this week's episode. And Laura, yeah, you're just a, a font of knowledge. Thank you so much for being so generous with you, with your knowledge and your experience and your incredible case studies as well. So as we mentioned in the conversation, there's quite a few free resources that Laura has been kind enough to share. So if you want to access any of those resources, whether it's finding a profit first professional, buying a bo- the book, watching the, the video version of the profit first book, that all the links to those resources are in the show notes. And Laura and I are also going to be collaborating on some more content later on this year, which I'm really, really excited to bring your way. So thank you again for joining this week's episode and good luck starting your own Profit First journey. Thank you for being part of this week's episode. It was remarkable to have you. I am always keen to hear your thoughts, questions, ideas, and suggestions for future topics for the podcast. So please get in touch on Instagram. My handle is at Lorraine Remarks and through my website, lorrainemurphy.com.au. 
If you're enjoying what I'm putting out here, please do rate, review or subscribe to the podcast so more people can find out about it and we can build this special community. Or even better, do all three. Chat to you next week.